with a TT record that's well has kind of understated to be honest with you and he's not finished yet a brand new concept for John McGuinness for this year a ride with the Bournemouth Kawasaki team and John I mean at the end of last year I spoke to you earlier on this year before all this coronavirus stuff and you were kind of like and then you got this deal with Peter and the Bournemouth team fantastic to see but this is all about mountain memories, and you have got so many. You've been coming here over here for so long. We'll talk about Bournemouth, Kawasaki a little bit later on. But tell me about your very, very first Isle of Man mountain memory. Uh, well, it'll be with uh, my dad, 10-year-old. Uh, uh, my dad was racing the Derby races uh, on his TZ350G, and uh, so we, we came across it. I think we were coming an old... Uh, Caravanette, we used to call it, old long wheelbase transit, bit uh, bit gypsified old thing with the old wheel trims on the grill. I remember the chrome wheel trims on the grill. I remember my dad stuffing me and my brother under one of the seats so we could get on the ferry for free. So we <laughs> smuggled ourselves across, uh, and then yeah, off we went to Derby. And uh, I've been to loads of races with my dad all over the place with grass tracks and scrambles and uh, one thing and another. So. Uh, it's uh, going to there was special. I knew I was going to the Alamann. I knew I was going to see some of the TT. I knew I was going to see my dad race. And uh, I think, I'm sure, well, I remember the, the Derby road races were, the Derby road races were on when it. TT practice was mm-hmm. on, you know. So it was, uh, you so you could watch the racing and watch the practice with my dad, then go and watch some practice at the TT. And I don't know, my old fella just, yeah, some 10 year old stuck, stuck my head through the, through the ropes at bottom of Braille and that you know on they came everybody uh, Joey <laughs> home, home John it's alright don't and worry then, uh, the, I was uh, the trampoline's blowing we've got some high winds here at the minute the trampoline's mm. blowing over and I'm uh, I'm getting torn the new backside by my 10 year old daughter here so but yeah early TT memories again back back there 10 year old watching the watching the practice and uh you know, it's uh, it was really, really special. It was uh, just mind blowing. It's like everybody's reaction when they first see a bike coming down the TT. I don't care who you are, if you're into playing tiddlywinks or you're a cross dresser, it doesn't really matter. That is something <laughs> that is really, really unique and uh, really special. And that sort of cemented it in my head. I was like, you know, I, I want to be a TT rider one day. And you know, I was only 10, you're brand new, aren't you? But uh, at some stage, I wanted to be. That was my dream. That was my my passion. That I wanted to do. And uh, I was doing some motocrossing at the time. But you know, when I got when I got old enough to ride road race bikes, at eighteen, I was away, and and that's where the journey began. But yeah, it was a long, long time ago. I suppose it was. Uh, yeah, my dad, I think, finished sixth as well in the, on his three fifty against uh, I think Buddy Yardsley might have won it. Manxweller, Buddy Yardsley, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, yeah Buddy yeah. Yardsley, I think. Uh, there was Steve Moynihan. Mm. Uh, Gary Ratcliffe, Paul Hunt, and all that. My old, my old fella, you know, big fat old fellow with his orange levers on on his TZ350G was six. And uh, I think he had a bit of a dice with a lad called Brian Lund or something, some Manx kid. And the yeah. key, he was a Manx Grand Prix winner. And I remember that name was a long time ago. So. It's 40 years ago. It's unbelievable, you know, and, and they, they are still, uh, they're still there, aren't they? Those. Uh, in the, in the paddock, they have those uh, glass uh, greenhouses. You know, mm-hmm. they're still there, I think. And I remember the greenhouses and the paddock being in one place, and 
they used to run out on the start line was down down the big long straight at Jerby. So, That's right, yeah. And then it went to that really narrow bit and yeah, and it really, really bumpy. I remember that because I remember my dad's frame had cracked a few times and they were uh, wandering around the paddock, my dad and a couple of cronies of his mates. And I think the only people that had any welding apparatus was the good old sidecar boys. So they were brazing the frame up as the as the week as the you know as the as the race meeting went along. But uh, yeah, I mean, I sat with my feet over the bank through one of the chicanes where the paddock is as a kid, me and my brother, and it was amazing. So that's the north of the island. We all love the Jerby Road circuit. I'm going to hope it's going to come back one day. But let's go to the mountain circuit. Let's go to that 37 and three quarter miles. You've won 23 times. It's not over for you on that, is it? There's, there's still a few <laughs> things to, to tick on. There's still a, few, still a few people who are on the internet all the time giving you grief about it. That, oh, that's it. It's too old and all this. What did William Joseph Dunlop do at your age around there? Mm, I won three and I was his teammate, yeah. So uh, special times and... Jumped off a superbike onto a one two five, then on a two fifty. You know, you can't say anything else but you know royalty on motorcycles. You know, they just. I was a two fifty British champion. I was the out the two fifty lap record holder. I sat off number four. He was number three in the two fifty race. I thought I'll catch this old boy. Nope. <laughs> he uh, showed us a clean pair of heels there, but. Yeah, he can still do it. He can still do it. Bruce is really, really fast, you know. I mean, I don't. Mm. He, Bruce is a bit of an enigma. We all know that. We don't know how old he is. We don't know how old he is at all. I mean, I think his age starts with a five now. <laughs> but at, I think at forty-nine, he was, you know, he was right at the sharp end of the Ulster Grand Prix, wasn't he? Podiums everywhere, TTs. You know, you you can still do it if you still got the passion, the drive, the eyesight, the health, the the team. Uh, yeah, and again, you know. I'm, I'm really in a lucky position because it's all sort of lined, lined up again for me. You know, I've got a great package. Uh, real nice team, you know. They, I, like, I like the team. I just like the way they go around about it, you know. It's the family-run thing. It's a, there's no egos. They're doing it because they love it. Uh, come from a weird place, though, Bournemouth. That's just too far away, isn't it? <laughs> it's a long way away. He drove up to see you, though. Yeah, just about to say, you know, I had a couple of a couple of options for, for for this year, and I didn't really know what to do. You know, I was sort of coming an hour in, and, and didn't really uh, nothing really jumped out. But I, when you know, sort of James went and did the deal with OMG. It sort of opened the door, and uh, Pete rang me and. I got on. I hadn't really spoken to Pete a lot. I just watched him from the outside, and I know he runs a great team. Sixty starts, fifty-seven finishes. Uh, you know the record itself speaks for itself. Uh, the reliability thing, which is a big, big thing for me at the TT, and uh, he said, "Oh, I'll have a run up. I'll have a run up and see you." You know, Bournemouth to Morecambe, five hours. That was there was me, Becky, Maisie, and you in the front room. There was. Uh, you know, Pete and his wife, and I said, look, my car's on the table, this is me, this is my family, what you see is what you get type thing, and it just, it was nice, nice vibe, no contracts, just shook hands, and, you know, it's, uh, it, it, the, the ball was rolling, and uh, the relationship kicked off on a great, great footing, and, uh, unfortunately, we're, that's where it sort of ended at the minute, but, <laughs> 
I spoke to him quite a bit and he's pulling his hair out like we all are. You know, we're all scratching our heads of what, what's going to happen in the future. But he says, whatever happens, the, the bike's there for you. So you can, you can only commend the man for that, you know, at my age. And, you know, I've had a bad run, really. I, Last time I was riding well at TT was 16, which is quite a few years ago, I suppose. You know, 16 senior, I was third position behind Michael and uh, and Ian, and them two were having the little ding dong in the, in the, you know, and, and I was just happy. You know, somebody gave me a bottle of Corona after the race, ironically, a bottle <laughs> of Corona. And uh, I was like, that was great. I really, really enjoyed it. I really did. In 17, we know what happened. 18, 19 wasn't much better. Uh, you know, so I was like really, really chomping and excited for it all. You know, and a real different direction as well. Do you, do you know what I mean? We, mm. We've going green, I suppose, with Kawasaki. You know, it was being being Honda for such a long time. It was it was coming out of what I knew, you know. And but I wasn't worried about that. You know, I was mm. really looking forward to the challenge. You know, and sometimes you need that. You know, change as good as the rest, as did they say? Or you know, I, I needed a, a rocket on my backside, really, just to get me back in back where I need to be and you know that the Kawasaki has all the new technology with the auto blippers and even stuff I've got to learn and mm. you know a new bike and stuff but I was really keen to get my teeth into the program and it's uh, unfortunately I'm all I'm doing is mowing grass and, and painting buildings and <laughs> all the rubbish jobs that you put on the back burner <laughs> we're getting we're getting through them now but. First time at the TT on a Kawasaki as well. I mean, I, I, when you said it, I went, oh, that is right. Because we, we talked about it, didn't mm -hmm. we, a, a while ago. And we said, oh, the last time you are on a Kawasaki was at the Ulster Grand Prix. Didn't do too bad there, did yeah. it? Yeah, we was right at the shop end, yeah. The Ulster Grand Prix for me in 2004 was more than my second year there. I went there once with one bike and only did one race on a little R6 Yamaha and did okay. And then I was sort of... It's funny, old four. Four was a, was a, was a great year for me, but it started off with nothing. I had a one sort of a, a one deal with Yamaha, and it was a handshake with Andy Smith from Yamaha to do the TT, and that was it. And uh, we did the TT. We did, we did we won three, and uh, all of a sudden, I, I was sort of zero to hero, if you like. You know, there was mm. not a lot going on, and all of a sudden, I was there, right? You know, front cover of the MCN and. And then uh, it was uh, Glenn Richards got injured at Thruxton and the Kawasaki came available, jumped on it and was on the podium first time at uh, Brands Arch in the wet behind John Reynolds and Sean Emmett, I think, or Rutter or somebody. And then, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the team. I enjoyed the bike. We went and did the Scarborough Gold Cup on it. We did Stars of Dali. We did the Ulster Grand Prix. But, yeah, on the roads, the bike was good. You know, I finished second by... About half a wheel to Bruce Anstey in the Superbike race. So it was a good old uh, dust up with Brucey. And uh, I was buzzing, you know, it was great. And then, you know, it went in a different direction again in 2005 with the Yamahas and then obviously Honda in six. But yeah, I mean, my, my career started, I hate that word, career. Mm. My, my love or racing, it's a funny <laughs> word, isn't it? Uh, you know, my, my journey. Your job. Road race. Yeah, yeah it's a job, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Career, you know, it's like, like it's a pop star or something, you know, it's not about, <laughs> uh, you know, my, my journey started 30 years ago this year. Mm. You know, it's my, thir it's my 30th anniversary of racing 1990, Aintree Kawasaki KL1S. So, two stroke, mm. you know, me, my dad, higher van, Mrs. 
uh, you know, off we went club racing, and uh, you know, thirty years later, we're back. Do you remember that Kawasaki, race? So. Do you remember that first race? I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I got. Uh, I went in eighteen year old Jack the lad. Uh, you know, I was fastest to. <laughs> I used to be fastest on the road to shovel in or whatever it was or Redwell pub and jeans and trainers on you know how lunatic you know some of my dad's friends said look get him on the track for god's sake and hmm. best thing he did and but i i went there expecting to to do good and i was 29th and 31st or something you know i got beat by two chicks and all which uh <laughs> one was a last called kate parkinson who was oh. a tt rider yeah, yeah, kate beat me. yeah. And, a, and a last called liz skinner Oh, yeah, the skin yeah. another name, yeah, yeah, yeah. She beat me. I think she's done a Manx as well. I'm sure she was married to Eddie Roberts. I think they've both yeah. competed on the mountain course. Let's go back to the mountain yeah. course. Let's go back to the debut, 96, you know, on that uh, Paul, yeah. Paul Bird bike, wasn't it? The one you've redone up again. I mean, you fitted yeah. into the leathers quite well the other year, by the way. But, yeah, it's a cracking, lovely machine. Because I love me two strokes, as you know. Beautiful. And uh, just think back to that, you know, getting to the Isle of Man, basically with nothing. Yeah, I mean, I had, I remember I had a seven and a half tonner truck. That's all I had to my name. I lived on Becky's sofa with her parents. And uh, I had this new bike in my hands, really, that uh, Paul Bird provided. Paul wanted 10 grand off me, and I said, Yeah, yeah, I'll get 10 grand on that. And I didn't have 10 quid. <laughs> so I was like, I used to work it off delivering chickens and doing all sorts of stuff. But, uh, and, and it was, a, I was like that. I was like, I'd done the Northwestern 94, 95, wanted to do the TT, but I was I was on my backside, never had anything, do you know what I mean? I, I, and I had my T's out, it was worn out, and I thought, I don't want to go to the TT on something that's, that's not reliable and safe. And when I got this new Honda with, with Birdie, and it, it, it was funny, I'd gone, I was at the Northwest a couple of weeks before, and, and I'm like, I'm at the front, Joey's there, McCallan's there, Robert Dunlop's here. You know, Dennis McCulloch, Gary Dines, Wolsey Coulter, I'm like Robin Millington, all these top doers. All of a sudden, I'm in the, I'm in the, the leading slipstream thing. I finished fourth. And I made a, made a, a real last-minute decision to do it. Yeah. And uh, I got 350 quid off the Mike Aylwood Foundation. Uh, can't remember who was in charge. There. A bloke called Mike Ball, I think he was called. And he gave me an entry. He was like, you know, it's an honour to have a TT entry and all that. So I was like, oh, great, you know, and off, off we went. Maybe seven and a half tonne, I slept in the back of it. And uh, I remember my first lap, though. You know, David Jeffers was there as a newcomer. Bruce Anstey was there as a newcomer. You know, even Paul Owen, you know, a lot of TTs, Paul. didn't quite just get there, but good old uh, goer was Paul. And, you know, we're all there on the start line, Monday morning, you know, misty. I think it was misty, raining, dry, sunny, <laughs> windy, foggy. I think yeah. it was four seasons. Not yeah. it was four seasons in one lap. But know, no but newcomers lap like now, was there? None, none no, no, I think I can't remember. I'm not sure we might have done a lap. Maybe a lap with Philip McCallum, but that was not much use really. Flat out, flat out through here, flat out and like. <laughs> but I'd you know, I'd watched the videos, I'd, I'd done the laps, I've been there on my teaser I one two five Yamaha when I was seventeen. I've been there on Mikhail and SR side racing on. So I'd done the laps, I'd done the homework, I knew what was coming up, I knew it was left or right, you know, like you say, no riding liaison officers, mm. no Milkies, no no Johnny Bartons, you know, it was, uh, you know, I got the chalkboard on the start line, and it was like, damp here, you know, miss here, and tap your on pic- the shoulder, 
<coughs> yeah, you, like you've got that day. now, haven't you? You've got that in your head. The person <coughs> who holds the board like that, I mean, you've got that in your head, haven't you? Yeah. Because I've well, seen it's digital it. now. It's digital oh, yeah, now. Yeah. You've got a red one, but then it was a chalkboard. <laughs> chalkboard. When it rained, it all ran off. <laughs> last walk you're going, she's like, you know, I'm, I'm like, where are I mean, it, it, it was, I'll never forget the two riders that sat in front of me. One was Lee Pullen and one was Mick Lofthouse as well. And Because uh, I wanted to go with, with Mick because he was on a 125. So I thought if I, I can hang on to him a little bit and learn a little bit. But them two were gone, you know. Pullen had a black visor on and a slick back tyre. And I was like, am I missing something? But, mm. And it was a morning practice. And uh, it was a bad year, 96, for weather. Practice week was really bad. I didn't get right a lot of practice. But, you know, the rating, when we lost... Mick Lofthouse on the Friday morning and um, the Kiwi rider, Robert Holden. Rob Holden, yeah. Uh, it was a bit somber, you know, and I was like, what am I doing? And Mick Lofthouse's dad says, look, get on the bike, get on with it, you know, old Arthur. And when and the race came, it was beautiful. The weather was beautiful. Joey won. I was 15. Mm-hmm. Got a bronze replica. And then, Where you is know, that bronze replica? Where's the bronze replica? Mm-hmm. Have you still got it? Somewhere yeah. in the house. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, no it's... Uh, it's I've, all my reps are together, about 100 and, probably about 113, I think, replicas in total. So, a lot of faster slap ones. And, and 94 stars at the TT. Years. Bonkers. Yeah, six classic good. TT. So, yeah, it's a few, isn't it? But, yeah, no, I, I got my bronze replica. and <clears throat> Up on stage with uh, the blue David. lasers. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, the Manx National Anthem and all funny handshakes and all that, you know. <laughs> but it... Uh, yeah, it was at the villa, I think. Then it went to the Summerland for a bit and it mm. came back. But it, it, it was, I can remember it. You know, I remember it. And uh, so I wish I'd had another bike, you know, I wish I'd had a, I only had one bike, you see. Mm. It's 250, so I could only go out in certain sessions and maybe could have done with a 600 or something like that as well. But it was, I dipped my toe in. I dipped my toe in. Bittersweet, really. Tough time through practice and then. Awesome and uh, yeah, no pit balls, no no real pressure. No, uh, you got moved up on the start from memory, if it right, didn't yeah, you? I did. You I was 71 in practice, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I was 71 in practice and ended up about ended up about 11th in practice over. I did about 100, just short of 110, 109.9 or something, but no, we didn't get any, didn't get much dry time. I only only got, only got one lap or two in the dry, and then uh, yeah, they moved me to number 18, so. <laughs> I was, uh, I think 17 was Lee Pullen and 19 was Noel Clegg behind me. Clegg. Yeah, Noel Clegg was 19. <laughs> Becky were in the pits, clean screen. Birdie was sticking a fuel in. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was good. It, it was good, don't get me wrong. It was, it was everything that I'd expected. It was everything that I'd uh, read about the... The understanding, you know, the somebody to actually to to make the journey to get there to get your international license to do it, you know. There's a lot of people talk about it, and there's a lot of people in the pub make, make noises about doing it. But there ain't a lot of people that actually get mm. on the start line to do it, you know. So. And to get three years later to get that win, to get hold of one of those silver ladies, number one on on the list. I mean, ex- explain what that felt like when when you you're going down to that last lap. Explain the last lap of that TT uh, lightweight race 250. Yeah. It, it was it, it was it's a bit it's a bit weird and it? it's a little bit you think you're there but you're not, you know, you still got quite a bit to do. You know, I had a, I think I might have been I can't remember it was about 28 30 seconds in front so I, it was mine to lose, you know. Mm. So I, 
because I, I, I'd read this, I'd listened to riders, and it's funny, some riders just spin you a bit of a, a, a yarn, and you think, mm, that's not quite sure, but, you know, you, you figure it out, and I thought, well, let's not rev the bike, let's make sure we're, we're precise on the downshifts, let's make sure we're not hard on the, you know, the gearbox, the clutch, and, you know, some Aaron Ramsey airpin on 250, you got to slip the clutch, and I thought, I'll just leave the clutch and let it just pull away, and, and again, the weather was awesome. I brought the 250 lap record on lap two, slowing down for pits that Ian Locker had for a long time, for nine years. And, and, I, and I was in a lucky position where I'd got a, a, a barrier, you know, a safety mm. barrier. And uh, yeah, I've crossed the line. It was, it was a bit weird. I, remember, I looked back and I watched my interview on the telly and I'm so embarrassed by it. I just <laughs> waffled a lot of rubbish and I didn't know what to say, you know. It was like, I just, it was a bit like a big... You know what I mean? A bit, not anticlimax, but you know, half of me wanted me to do a nude streak, another half well, I didn't really know what to do. You know? <laughs> but we part, we parted. We, we, when everything wound down, we had a huge party on that night. You know, we went mad and ended up in the not it used to be something before it was colours, wasn't it? It's the colours and then Tough. soft and yeah. upstairs. It went upstairs a bit yeah. later, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Upstairs. We're up there, we're all led the usual like, you don't really see it that much anymore. It's not just quite the correct thing to do, but mm. in them days it was just a, a huge rev up and uh, it was yeah, really, really good. You know, I got to, to win my first TT. I was on the best bike. Mm. You know, <clears throat> I know you you still gotta ride the things and you still gotta steer them, but my bike was awesome. I was, you know, I, I don't like blowing my own trumpet because you just sounded mm, mm. bad, but I was riding good. You know, I was leading the British Championship. I won in Daytona. I was, I was riding 500s as well in various meetings and things were really, really going well. 99 was the turning year that I was making a few quid, if you like, and uh, winning races and, and uh, turning professional, if you like, you know. Put the brick lane trial away. Mm. Yeah. That TSR two fifty, the, the the engine in it, the the preparation, it was the best. And I remember going down Braille, and, and I'd, like I said, done my first TT in 96. 97 I was on the podium, did the fastest lap of the race. So it was a bit mm. under the radar. That I was Gary Dines was actually going to be third, and I had no pit stops, oh, sorry, pit boards, and I was going around and he waved me into the winners' enclosure in '97. I was like, what? And you know, I did 116.8 on the last lap and nicked the last podium from. Uh, from Gary who had a gearbox problem and uh, a 98 was a washout with that two lap 250 race and mm. weather was awful <clears throat> 99 it was like now or never Johnny boy mm. and uh, when it bought my brail it just it was carburetting around it went through but I was like well I was like well if you don't win on this thing yeah you need to <laughs> yourself. I mean you've won on the 250 you've won on the single You've won on the big bikes, you've won on the 600, uh, you've won on the classic bikes around the mountain course. In what, sorry? 400. Yeah, the, the four, a 400, yeah. Yeah, the 400, one, two, five race as well. But you got to think back. I mean, like you just said about Joey jumping from the one, two, five to the big bike and stuff. None of these boys today have any of that, do they? All they have to worry about is the six. I know there's a speed differential, 600, the big bike, but they don't have them complications and the head go from 125 right. to like a, a, a single to like a 600 and then, you know, a, a big bike as it was yeah. then. There's lots of things. Well, there production, there. production, production, 600, yeah. super mm-hmm. sport, 600, it'd be a 400, it'd be a 125, a 215. It was hard, you know, but the, it was the thing you did. You didn't know any different. You know, they're all laptops, you know, you'd be, you come across start and finish, and you hear all two fifty top two fifty boys and one two five riders plug chop them across the mm-hmm. line. 
they'd be pushing them back up, you know, with that chestnut paling at the side and, the, you know, the early fence they sing. They'd push them back up and check the carburation and uh, <clears throat> I've got my gearing right and you'd be looking at, you know, your barometers with what air temperature was, and the air density and well, winds change direction. We, you know, we're going to be going to have a head been going at the mountain mile. Do I put another two on the back sprocket and stuff? But, you know, it, it made you think a bit more. Uh, mm. Well, did it, did it or didn't it? I don't know. It was just different. You know, you do think mm. the modern bikes are difficult. You know, there's a lot mm. of, you know, gear position sensors and, and, and lots of different functions and modes and maps and things. And it's just the same as a two-stroke, really, I suppose. But, you know, every time you rode them 250s, heads are off, cylinders are off, pistons were checked, this were checked, you know, gears are checked, clutches were worn out. You know, just quite a difficult little thing to run, but really satisfying, you know. They were really quite a special thing to to uh, run. But, I mean, you, you know, I, I just can't imagine me now jumping off my superbike, jumping on a 125. It wouldn't happen. Bonkers. It couldn't. It? I'm no. too heavy. I raced a 125 at the TT. 97 and 98 and you know we could sit here forever um and talk about it you know that, that my 125 broke down the first lap and it misfired all the way to Glen Tramon and it was just about stopped but the battery terminal had broken and I got a penny off a of marshal and took the the side of the bodywork off and they would we we they had a dead lost power valve I'm waffling on a bit now but they had a dead yeah. lost power valve with a, with a with a battery pack on it and uh we didn't know whether we needed it or not. We were going to change it in the pit stop so we had a fresh battery, but the battery terminal had broke on the original battery, so I changed the battery myself at Glen Tramon with a Marshall, put my helmet back on and set off. I finished 12th and got a bronze replica, but when you look at it in the row of replicas, you know, everyone tells a story. And you go, oh, well, 12th in that race, and you go, oh, that's a bad result. You know, you think, mm -hmm. but then you'd unfold the story. I had my helmet off, I checked. But I did 106 mile an hour on the last lap, which was a good strong time at, at the mm -hmm. time. If I'd done 406 mile an hour laps, I'd have been in top five. But yeah, you know, but Joey just, I mean, he was a little fellow with Joey, you know, wrestled that SP1. And, and mm. hey, listen, that SP1 was not a good bike. Mm. <laughs> you know, that there were, it was a lump. It was a lump. And uh, quite a difficult thing. Didn't rev it, you know, it was heavy. It was, and, you know, Joey commanded the Island Slide sort of engine and rightly so rightly so you know he deserved it and he delivered mm. but then you know Saturday was done the Honda leathers are off he's back on his his little one dinger that he's prepared himself you know he's he's put the jets in it he's put the needle position in he, you know he's he's prepared the cylinder the head and everything and away one one on one two five that's what you know, he did, wasn't up. it? And as you say, he knew, he knew no different, did he? he knew no different. <laughs> let, 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 let's, yeah. go to, let's, let's move to, to the modern era. Obviously, you know, the, the TT from 2007 onwards. I mean, fantastic. The centenary of the TT, some little short ball bloke mm. shouting in your ear, it's over 130 mile an hour. And I, I remember reading an interview that, that you did. I can hear Chris Kinley shouting, he's done over 130 mile an hour. And it's like bonkers. That there was special. I mean, I've been down yeah. 20 years now and that was the massive reception when that happened it was like I think I equated it you're going to hate me for saying this I know you've said it before it's like somebody scoring the winning goal for me football at Anfield you know whatever but it was like that yeah. the whole grandstand just cheered and you could hear it over all the other noise yeah mm. you switch your bike off and you know I'm having, I'm having a little bit of a drink I'm you know I'm, I'm our new tyres going in, we've got 24 litres of fuel to get in, you know, it's, you know, the, the job's not done, you know, mm. for me, 
But I can hear the, the reaction from the grandstand. Like, and the reaction on lap three was special all the way around the whole of the thing because whole of the, the, the lap because, you know, people have witnessed a milestone. And I was a spectator when Hickey did the one three five. I was mm. a spectator and I felt the same. I was like, you know, the 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 atmosphere and the speed was unbelievable. To be sat on the bike, it was surreal really. You know, it was really, really, really cool. But I really had to still concentrate. Mm. I still had enough. for me winning the race would have you know, if I if I'd have done hundred and thirty two mile an hour I'd broke down on lap six, I'd be so upset, you know. Because it's all about winning. Lap speed for 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 a spectator maybe I, I I have a lot of conversations about that with, with spectators or fans and they say, oh, I want you to do the first 130. They never say, well, don't win the race. Mm, it's never, mm, mm. it's all the 130. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a pat on the back for the 130. I got, I got a trophy and a few bob for winning the race. Uh, mm. I didn't, I'm in the record book forever. But I mean, what a day. You know, my dad was there, my mum was there, Murray Walker was there. They, you know, I'd beaten Guy Martin. There was loads of stories under, you know, loads of stories in, you know, guy duffed me up at Northwest, and <laughs> you know, I got, I got sort of, I was faster at Northwest, but got beaten up, and you know, but I, I always had a bigger fish to fry, and mm. for me, it was the TT, and <clears throat> that was a Macroboy, wasn't it? And he kind of went yeah, on, it, did, yeah, on the yeah, yeah. Boy, I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; it was probably me being a bit, you know, I probably could have got in, but mm. the ifs and buts in racing, you know, I mean, Plater, you'd have had to be, be meteoric ride to beat him because he was. Mm. It was mental, as simple mm. as that. All the, well, it was. Mm. He, he was prepared to go to the other level to, mm. to win. Mm. You know, I mm. never was. You know, I thought, well, do you know what? You know, uh, fair play. But it was a bit, sometimes a bit too much, but he'll never ever drop his guard with that. You know, he'll always stand no. on. But, uh, you know, I, I, had the, I had eyes on the, the other prize, you know. And... Uh, Guy came across to me after winning the senior, and it meant a lot to me. A lot of things I remember about it. One of them was he shook me hand, and mm. you know, he said, "Oh, what are you doing? Are you going to go and polish your motor home on Monday?" He said that in the press, you know, and that really, really went deep, went deep. <laughs> and he was twenty-five year old at the time when he said that. When I was twenty-five year old on a Monday morning, I was in a trench laying blocks. Mm. Contrary to what people believe, I used to go to work. A bricklayer. <laughs> I didn't go turn professional until I was 27, 28. Mm. So I did. You know, worked hard until that point, but it's just yesterday's news and we all laugh about it. But yeah, that you know, that oh seven year was good. I was on the podium of every race. Mm. Every single race I competed, we finished them all. Testament to the bikes, testament to the team. Uh, the weather was good and just awesome. You know, it was, I couldn't have asked for anything else. You know, I felt safe. I felt good. I, I was just in a, a real good, happy place. And, you know, when we eventually get finished with all this coronavirus stuff and you managed to get the green leathers on. Can't be any worse than the Nugent leathers, by the way. And uh, to get the green leathers on, it's going to be nice to get back out on track again and be able to feel the bike again. Oh, they are. Is that you? Look at the irony of that. Steve Plater just tried to... As you just tried to, just tried to message us. Sent me a message. He's probably elicited to you. <laughs> if you're doing something. But, but you're going to get out on, on the bikes. Yeah. I mean, you've got the deal with Bournemouth Kawasaki and... Uh, he, he told me, uh, uh, Peter, the other day that they're doing something nice for you. 100th start. Yeah. You can't, yeah. You can't talk about it because he has told me about it. But don't tell Yeah, him. no, I did, I did mention it to him. And, you know, I thought that, you know, that will be really, really cool, you know. And, uh, yeah, they're proud of it. You know, I'm proud that I've been on the start line that many times on so many different bikes. And, 
you know, let's say two strokes, four strokes, twins, Ducatis, Yamahas, you know, electric bikes, you name it, we've, we've been on the grid, but not on a Kawasaki. But yes, he, he gets it. Pete gets it. It gets me as well, you know, it gets that I'm passionate about it. It's not just a job for me. He knows that I love the place. I love all the history, the nostalgia, the, you know, all the cool things that have happened. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what he's actually going to do. I don't think he's going to do a special bike or something. I never really asked to go any further into it than that. But I think it's a milestone. I think it should be mm. commended by anybody. You know, like I said earlier, anybody who gets on the line to do it needs a pat on the back well, to be there 100 times. I, I don't know where it's gone though, Chris. It's amazing. Mm. I don't know where the years have gone. It's just been, I remember, like you say, we were talking earlier about my first start in 96, just like, like yesterday. It's unbelievable, you know. But what a journey it's been, you know. You know we need to make a bit of a song and dance about it, I think. When, when when we come around to it, you know. And, uh, Absolutely. Oh, we well, I think there's going to be a heck of a. The Joey thing. Mm. When we did the oh. Joey tribute, you know, it was, was uh, it was uh, quite special, you know. And got sucked into the pressure a bit. Really, <laughs> I got a bit too much pressure on my shoulders and rode a bit steady on the first lap, speeding in the pit lane. Joey had been disgusted with me, uh, but mm. I, the, I got the podium and a little bit of icing on the cake was the outright lap record on lap mm. six, but. Yeah, to to line up on the grid on, on Pete's bike, it's a new challenge, a new direction. You know, with, with, with my hand on my heart, I honestly don't know where how it's all going to pan out. Uh, you know, whether we're going to be right at the sharp end or we're, we're, where we're going to end up. But uh, you know, like I, I, I never ever wanted to be uh, finishing my racing career with an engine bolt dragging along the ground at the gooseneck on and on, mm. you know, and mm. you can't sugarcoat that, you know, it's horrendous, you know, and, and that, that's never where I wanted to be, you know, I always thought it was a bit better than that, you know, so if I jump on that bike and wherever we finish, if we win, you know, it would be incredible if we finish sixth and we've enjoyed it and we've, it's where we are, you know, mm. I don't, nothing left to prove anymore, I'm just, uh, you know, I just want that feeling again of loading my camper and going to Alamar and the, the nerves and the, the excitement and standing on the start line, helicopter TV, helicopter above you, just like, oh my God, what am I doing here? You know, but <laughs> it it's hard to explain. You know, it's it's so uh, so unique. So uh, yeah, I mean, I've been in I've been in the other side of the, the seat as well. So I've seen James. I've ridden with James alongside James. You know, not, not only is a great rider. And you can ride wheel to wheel with James all day long. You know, uh, I've seen what I'm going to be riding. <laughs> mm. So uh, it, I know the bike's stable. I know the bike's put together well. I know uh, it looks well prepared. The mechanic's been there with experience. You know, we managed to when when James sort of went to the OMG thing. It it sort of I think Phil is the mechanic. It, it left a little bit behind for him. You know. He wasn't going to go to the TT, so we twisted his arm for him to go and help me. And that was the the real final piece in the jigsaw, you know. So, I mean, you can have 100 million quid and the wrong people working for you and you wouldn't win a, anything, mm. you know. If you had the right amount of budget with the right right package, it, it works. And uh, that's one thing I've learned over a lot of years is how to make it work. So, final question. 
the final question is going to be this one to you. When it's all over and you're sat with your feet up, your cup of tea, you know, and you've got your chocolate hobnob in one hand and the grandkids are running around and stuff. What's nobody, going to be, nobody brought me a cup of tea. I know, they're terrible. I had to make my own as well. Is there going to be something in, in your head, Isle of Man, TT related, that's going to always stick out in your, in, in, in your mind? That was a curveball, boy. Uh, it's about memories. You know, it's it's really, really hard to pick one out. So so hard to pick one out. You know, I think the, the, there's a lot of things. You know, the, the you know the relief on Becky's face when I come in, things like that really stick in my head. Uh, things stick in my head for the wrong reasons, uh, but. I don't know that 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 last those that the, the shut the visor making have a look across at the grandstand and the kids and the misses and away you go you know they they are special moments but I just hope that uh, you know I, I love that I love some of the after things you know the when you've got off your bike their memories are quite cool you know the your fans your spectators your your guy who's you know not not a bucket listing. The bucket list is different, you know, but somebody who's really wanted to go to the Isle of Man and they might have watched your career for years and years and they, they, when they say thanks for the memories, they say thank you to me for their memories. It's actually quite a, quite a thing I always, always remember, you know. And, and, I mean, don't get me wrong. But when you're on a bike, you know, it, it's, it, it's that intense, it's that fast, it's that, it's hard to enjoy, you know. Mm. <laughs> you just like doing a dot to dot. It's just, just you know, and you think, ah, and a couple of times, you're like, you know, and you're looking at your board, you look at this sector, sector, sector you know, and it, it, it's just physical and hard. And but when you release it afterwards, they're the normally the good memories <laughs> if you've won. <laughs>